Fighting. Hatred. Fear. Had enough of the noise? Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Dr. H. You know that by now, I hope, but if you don't, hello, <laughs> welcome. We're so glad to have you. Remember to tell all your freedom friends they can join us live on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network and via recorded podcasts at AmericaOutloud.com and on the iHeartRadio. It's such a good name for a radio network. Uh, Spotify, Pandora, and networks as well. Just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa, and listen whenever, wherever you please. All right, folks. Uh, also, Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Proven holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, and cellular healing, and whoa, 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 so much more. Join the EHI family of healers today at energetichealthinstitute.org. All right, healers. Well, we have a really, really awesome show for you today. Um, I have the great pleasure of having a whole bunch of special guests with me Every Thursday, all of the students in the holistic nutrition certification, and really it's open to everyone who's in any of our certification programs at the Energetic Health Institute joins me for a masterclass. And we talk about all kind of cool stuff all the time. Great interaction. I asked them today if they would be okay with us recording a radio show and having them participate as my special guests. All of my wonderful students are on today. Yes. And they said, yeah, let's do it, Dr. H. And I said, all right, let's get it done. So we're going to be um, talking today about, you know, belief systems and oaths and codes and, and something else that we make decisions by convenience. And it was something that kind of piggybacks off of a show a couple of weeks ago when we were when we had uh, Dr. Ed Group back on, where he's talking about, you know, are we making decisions that you know increase our frequency, our vibrational field? Or are we making decisions that lower it and create holes in it and openings for you know really problems to come into our lives? It's all about these decisions that we make. I remember I had so many conversations as a teenager with my father about when I would make bad decisions. He's like, you know, son, there's always consequences for every decision that you make, you know, and you're just kind of like, all right, you know, and you kind of shine them on. And then those consequences show up and, you know, we, we ultimately land where we're supposed to land the summation of all of our decisions. And some of my decisions didn't land me in a really good place ultimately, because I wasn't heeding the lessons that I was attempting um, to be taught, you know? And so I think it would, one of the things I've learned in my now <laughs> half a century of roaming this beautiful planet is that, you know, we try to get down to, you know, why do people make the decisions that they do? And we get frustrated, right? We get frustrated when they make a decision that we wouldn't make. How could you think for yourself and make a decision that I wouldn't make? And all this other silly, silly stuff, right? But really what it comes down to 
for me and what I've seen is that most of us, and this is person, present company included, most of us make a lot of decisions based upon convenience, based upon what is the path to least resistance, based upon what is the easiest thing for me to do because I don't want to be bothered. I'm going to give you an example because it's relevant and we all did it, right? We all did it. You have to pick and choose your battles. I agree with that, right? Totally. But we all do it. You know, I remember how completely indignant I was when we had to wear masks, right? Just to go into a building to go buy something. I have to go and compromise my belief system for your fear to walk into a place to give you my money that I had to keep as much as I can from the government. It's a little ridiculous when you think about it. You get taxed for owning property, you get taxed for you know, buying stuff and you get taxed for working. Isn't that a little ridiculous? Anyway, that's a whole nother can of worms for us. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole right there. But I just was so indignant. I remember going into Whole Foods furious, you know, that I would have to go in and put on a stupid thing that I knew didn't work because other people were afraid, right? I remember when it was kind of optional at the beginning where I was living and I was going into Whole Foods and, you know, I'm like, I'm wearing that. You know, you'd have people at the door, sir, would you like a mask? No, I would not. But thanks for asking. And then, you know, you walk in and you see all these people walking around and 99% are just completely, you know, wearing masks. Why? Because again, convenience, what's the path of least resistance here? The path of least resistance is somebody's telling me it's not a real big inconvenience. Yeah, I might think it's stupid, but at least now I don't have to listen to anybody saying something stupid back to me, right? Well, I'm in this, I'm in Whole Foods one time and this guy came up to me and he's like, put on your mask, put on your mask. And I, and I got so indignant with this dude. I was like, hey, why don't you come over here and put it on me? Right. And it turned into this big thing in Whole Foods where I, where I had like managers rushing over to me because everybody knew me there and everything I'm like, doc, doc, is everything okay? I'm like, no, everything's not okay. You all are falling for something that doesn't need to be. You're believing a lie. And now I have people accosting me when I'm just trying to come in and buy some oat milk. <laughs> you know what's going on with this, right? And then of course they step it up another level and you got to put on or you can't come in and all this ridiculous infringement on our freedoms and our right to decide and choose and all this other stuff. But it really, I think, highlights this whole notion of convenience. Because what do we know now? Most people did not agree with having to put on masks. Most people did not. But we put it on because it's the path of least resistance. We put it on because it was convenient, not because it was effective, not because there was rationale behind it, but because it was convenient. So my mask, true story, I actually went and bought two tactical uh, masks that look like the Predator, all right? You know that movie, The Predator? Yeah, I went and bought two tactical masks that had no filtration anywhere around the air airways or anything like that. And I would go into Whole Foods in a full tactical mask, right? And they, you know, it was the craziest thing. I thought this would freak people out. You know, could you imagine a few years ago walking into a store, you know, and yes, I was armed and going into a store with a tactical mask on? And wouldn't that freak you out a little bit if you saw some psychopath doing that, right? I'm in Whole Foods. Do you know what people kept coming up to me in the aisles and saying? cool mask, dude. That's a real cool mask. You got a cool mask. 
you're missing the entire point of my social commentary, but okay. It's like giving a dog a rubber bone and the dog goes outside and buries it. You're like, you missed it. You missed it. It was just a chew on, dude. It was, it's not a real bone. But, you know, you get in these situations where you're like, okay, I got to pick and choose my battles, right? And I think what it comes down to, I was talking to a Marine this past weekend, and he was just, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain, have you ever talked to a Marine? You ever talked to somebody in the armed forces that's trained and they have an explicit code that they live by and it's ordered and it's recitable and they know it inside and out. It is God country, family, core, right? It's very clear what their belief system is and it's ingrained, right? And they do not deviate from it whatsoever. And we love these folks because these are the folks that you want on that wall. These are the folks that you want saying, I will protect you with my life. They live by a code. Well, we don't have to be in that intense, I think, but I found that whenever I am not reciting my code on a daily basis, because I want to know what my code is. I want to know what I'm about every day. When I'm not doing it, I don't violate it because I've been using a code for 25 years now, but I also don't have great days. My best days are the days I wake up, I pray, I meditate, in my meditation, in my prayers, is a recitation of my code of ethics so that everything for me every day is really clear. And you know what I love about the code of ethics when you develop one? It's an instruction manual that you've given yourself so that no matter what situation comes up, all you have to do, if it's not clear what the answer is, is go and check your codes. Are you violating even one of your codes? Because if you're violating even one of your codes, it is the wrong decision for you. It is taking you into a lower vibrational state. So I'm going to bring some of my wonderful healers on. And, you know, we say healers in training. No, that's ridiculous. You are a healer or you are not. All right. And that's what all of these wonderful people are doing. They are healers. So healers, I want to ask you all a question and I want you to share with the audience, one of your codes, something that you live by that you do not violate whatsoever. Because if you do, you know, you're going to have that feeling. We've all been there, right? When you do something against your belief system and it kind of, you can feel it in your gut. You can feel like you've betrayed yourself a little bit, right? What are the codes? Give me one code that you have that you live by and you do not deviate from it and go ahead and you can emoji me on screen. You won't see this folks listening in, but this is how we're going to communicate. And I will call on you. You know me. I will call on you if you're just floating around in here, right? Chantel, go for it. What's one of your codes? To say the truth, no matter what, and I know people won't always agree, but at least being able to say, I've done my research, I'm sharing the truth, and I hope you listen to it, you're open to it, which I think has been the, the you know, the element of the last three years. <laughs> you know it, right? And speaking truth, and what, and what is it, what are we talking about when we're talking about speaking truth? Inconvenience, 
right? Mm -hmm. That has been an inconvenient action the last three years, especially in 2020 and especially in 2021, just completely inconvenient. But you did it anyway, because you said, you know what? I'm not going to choose convenience over my code, right? Yep. And that's why we love you. (laughs) That's why we found (laughs) each other. (laughs) Right? Straight up. Okay, let's go on. Liana, how about you? One code. To practice unconditional love with everyone that I meet. Yes. So good, right? Yeah. Oh, so good. Doesn't it feel good just to hear someone say unconditional love, right? Doesn't it feel good? Like it's just, it immediately, the smile just exploded all over my face when you say, I'm like, yes, that's what we're supposed to be about. Beautiful, beautiful. Let's go, uh, Elithia. Um, yeah, mine's a similar to Chantal's in, in the um, inconvenient truth. Um, specifically, when I was, um, I, a few times I've been given more money back from the retail industry, you know, whether it's restaurants or, or the stores. I've always given that. I've always told them, hey, you gave me too much. And the few times I've done it this past, the past couple of years, people, they look at me like, hey, what? You know, usually the initial shock that I actually told them that I was given too much money. And then they, they're like, they're blessed. They feel blessed and everything else. But yeah, the inconvenient truth of telling someone they gave me too much money. That's my code. Love it. And, and you know what's so cool about that too? When you do it, you plant that seed in the person who receives it and they go, Oh, I can do that next time too. Right. You'll never see it, but you just made the world a better place. That's right. That's right. You know what I love about codes, everybody. What I love about codes is that they're there to bring you joy. There's a joy in doing things the right way. There's a joy that no money can buy. There's a joy when you say, hey, I have these codes. And when I get the opportunities to enact them, you do it. It's not a self-righteousness that you feel. It's not a virtuousness that you feel. It's I just had a good experience as a human being that you feel. And you've now up-leveled your frequency. Lethia, thank you. Let's go to a couple more here. Uh, and we are coming up against the break. So let's uh, tell us what it is. Little background is always cool, but I might follow up with you. Lisa, what do you got? You know, for years, I've always tried to have a positive interaction with every human being I interact with in a day. Mm-hmm. So every interaction, I try to leave a little ray of light and not be the one that's the negative influence, but instead have I uplifted them. And that's not always easy, but I tell you, <laughs> that's a code I live by. And it's one of those things that if I, if I don't, I feel it cringing in my soul. Like I was not a positive ray of light on every interaction. So I try that every day. Amen. Amen. Carrie. Did you say Carrie? I did. It took me years to get to this point, but I don't take anything on face value. I have to go research it, even though it makes me uncomfortable, if it might be true. Mm-hmm. Right. So you you are not going to let anybody tell you what the truth is. You're going to go and figure it out for yourself. Beautiful. Right. There we go. And then, you know, whenever you're speaking to someone, you can say it with a ray of hope. This is this takes us into that Socratic method, right, where there's the, the pillars, is it kind? Is it true? Is it necessary? Right. 
And that's where you can go, well, now I can tell whether it's true or not because I went and did my own research. So I'm not just regurgitating some misinformation or some propaganda out there. I can tell you point blank what it is. And you can hear it in someone's voice when they have that level of conviction because they know they've gone and done it and looked up theirs and researched themselves. Okay, let's go uh, Minnick and then Jackie and then Sosie. Um, my favorite that I promised somebody that I would never forget when I was 16 is um, I seek first to understand before I seek to be understood. Whoa, deep. That's deep. Listening to understand, right? Oh, that's wonderful. And because you want that for yourself, you give that to people first. Yes. <laughs> what, a, what an incredible thing. Jackie, how about you? Um, thank you for asking. For me, there's a little mantra that works for me, and it's to make sure one, of course, I'm connected to source, and that I stand in truth and light, trust in wisdom and love, and that I'm following my inspiration. And when that happens, everything everybody shared is what it is. And I love what Lisa said. So that's what's important to me is and then knowing in the moment, where to go, what to say, and to always show up in a space of love. Amen. I'm having fun. Is everybody having fun here? I'm having fun with this, right? Um, I hope, I hope yeah. listening in, you're enjoying this too. So see, how about you? Um, yes, I like to help others, um, even if it's just opening up a door for someone. Um, but also like yesterday, I went to the grocery store and unfortunately I saw a car hit another car getting in the space and the guy was just going to go on to go grocery store. And I'm, and I'm like, you hit her car, you know? <laughs> right. So, and I helped stand up for the other lady and then, you know, they figured it out. But I mean, I'm like, I was shocked, but yeah, he was just going to go. He's like, really? I'm like, I'm like, you could hear it. You could see it, but you know, I just like to help others, you know? <laughs> Amen. And that's a decision. See what that guy was attempting to do was a decision of convenience. It's convenient oh. for me just to walk away from this. Nobody's going to know, you know, and then what he doesn't realize he's doing is he's lowering his energy vibrational field and he's now attracting that same energy to him. Right. Mm -hmm. So now, and that's where we talk about what that's when we all go karma, right? <laughs> there you go. You know, that's you putting on some karma because it wasn't right action. How do you build karma? Do a lot of negative, not right action. How do you purge it? Do a lot of right action. It's actually pretty, pretty simple. The cosmos is pretty straightforward, you know, like that. All right. We got time for, oh, actually, we're actually up against a break. Shelly, we're going to come back with you right after the break. Uh, folks, great discussion here. We're going to keep this going. I'm going to share what my codes are that I live by and that I recite when we come right back with more Energetic Health Radio. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. 
Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. All right, healers, welcome back. Uh, Energetic Health Radio is also sponsored by GlobalHealing.com, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference integrity and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to globalhealing.com and enter promo code OUTLOUD, that's O-U-T-L-O-U-D, and discover the medicine that God intended for us all. Well, folks, uh, as you uh, may know by this point, we have a bunch of special guests on. I'm giving you a little window into all the amazing that happens at the Energetic Health Institute. We have, I have a huge number of students on with me right now and this, all of them, my special guests, all of them. I'm so proud of the incredible people that they are and the light and the love that they're bringing into the world and how they're refining their skill sets um, and understanding that healing has restoring healing is, re, is God's divine order. We are restoring it as healers, right? That's what we do. Um, but that it's so much more than just a capsule, so much more than a supplement, an herb. It's so much more than things. We have to get down into the fundamentals of really who we are. And that starts with our belief systems. And that starts with us as healers making a fundamental decision that we are going to live by code and not by convenience. Now, hopefully we set our lives up well so that most of our life is convenient but it's convenient and joyful because the life we've set up is in alignment with the codes that we have chosen to live our lives by. But the codes are the structure, the foundation, the codes are everything. Let me tell you this, folks, whenever I have a decision, you know, easy decisions are are obvious stuff is, is simple. But when we get into those moments where it's like a moment of truth kind of decision, whether it's low level or high level, doesn't really matter. I always play out in my head several possible things, several possible decisions that I would make. And if any of the decisions that I make, any of the perspective decisions, violate even one of my codes, then I know that that is not the decision for me and not the right choice because it's going to lower my vibrational frequency, which is going to attract more negativity, which is all around us now, and attract it right to me. But if I can have the integrity to stay in alignment, stay in harmony with my codes and let them be my foundation, let them be my guide, then what I'm doing is staying at a very high level vibration. And what is that high level vibration? It is joy. You stay in that place of joy. When I notice that I'm starting to wane and I notice that I'm getting worn down and my attitude's starting to suck, you know what I find out all the time? I'm not meditating. I'm not doing my breathing practice. And my codes are teetering. Now, they thankfully for me, they don't break. I never break them, but they're teetering. My ability to, ability to utilize them for what they're designed to be, which is protecting joy in my life, bringing joy into my life, 
starts to wane and it shows up in my moods. I'll give you an example. So years ago, when I, when I started getting into codes, I was going through a huge rough time. All right. I think a lot of you can attest to this. You know, I was going through a divorce, going through a child custody battle. It sucked. It absolutely sucked. I was in court over 57 times and there wasn't any argument about money. It was just the ugliest, nastiest thing. I'm not even going to get into the details. It was so heinous and ridiculous, the whole thing, right? I had to fight to stay in my son's life. And good news at the end, my son lives with me full time now, right? That's how it works, right? <laughs> the greatest energy always prevails, even if at first the journey kind of sucks. Well, I remember one day sitting in my meditation room. I always have a meditation room in my home, someplace I can go and just clear the head, get my head and my heart aligned, you know, at the same time. And I remember having a funny conversation with God. I make, I, I know I make God laugh. All right. Especially with how stupid I am. Sometimes I know he's like, God, I love this guy, but he's stupid sometimes. Right. He's the smartest dumb person I've ever made. Right. It's just like, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I'm in competition for that that title right there. Well, I'm on my knees, you know, praying, doing my breathing. And I'm just like, God, I am too stupid to figure this out, aren't I? And he's like, yeah, you kind of are. I mean, you've been showing that for a while. And I was like, why am, Why is this so hard? This doesn't have to be this hard. And he's like, yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to be that hard. You're making that hard. All right. Well, why, God? Why am I making this hard? Well, that's the question you're going to have to figure out. I gave you free will to figure it out, but let me help you a little bit if I can. What are your codes? And I couldn't recite them. I had a general idea of good and evil and things I believed in and stuff like that. But when the rubber really met the road and I got into a moment of truth situation, I didn't have an explicit set of codes that I lived by. And what would that always bring me? Folly. Always. Because I was living by convenience. In my culture, we would call it trying to get over. Yeah, I'll basically be a good person when it's convenient. But any chance I get to take advantage of someone else, I'm going to take that advantage. That's how I've been taught and trained by the world. I wasn't taught and trained by the world that there is a joy, an absolute joy to doing things the right way. I was taught that you had to struggle and survive, and you had to do that by any means necessary. What a terrible thing to teach children. Instead of teaching them the joy of doing things the right way, the joy of living in integrity, the joy of being accountable, the joy of doing something so good and so selfless that you see the joy that you shared on somebody else's face. And it makes you feel like the world is a little bit better place because you did something kind. What about teaching kids that, right? That wasn't my lesson growing up. My lesson was. Self, self, selfish, right? That's what we were, that's what I was taught. Well, thankfully, that teaching, that, that belief system had run its course and it ran its course when I was in a terrible situation, as they most often do. And so I'm on my knees in the meditation room and I'm like, God, I just cannot figure this out. I'm like, tell me, what am I supposed to do? And, and looking at me were the yoga sutras. 
I have books all around in my meditation room, sacred texts all around, right? And I was looking at it and I was like reading through it. And there's this wonderful section by, uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I've never known, uh, Patanjali. Um, and it's just this wonderful segment talking about karma. And I was like, you know, this is really interesting because in yoga, there are eight branches and the first branch is called yamas or um, codes. And what it is, is a thing saying, look, listen, if you feel life is going in the wrong direction, you have a lot of negative karma, there's a lot of negativity around you, you can't figure out why negative things are happening. The first thing you have to do to stop it is to stop creating negative karma. And so this is the brilliance of the yoga system for the student. It says, here are some codes that you can bring into your life. These are inflexible. And when you bring these codes in, they enhance your faith, your existing faith. So it's not something that competes with your faith at all. It enhances and strengthens these relationships. And what it does is says, when you follow these codes, you're now no longer developing that karma, that negativity in your life. And then if you take the next step into the next branch, it's called niyamas. Niyamas are life observances, things that you do with your life that you lead and live your life by. And now you actually start to purge karma. You change your frequency through your actions. And then the third branch is the asana. And that's what most Americans are familiar with. That's the actual physical practice where you're sweating because sweating is how it's understood in the yogic world that you you purify the body and you purify the spirit. And then the fourth is pranayama. And then you start getting into the higher levels, leading you to ultimately the eighth, which is samadhi. Now, for a lot of people, the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, those are a little bit out there, but everybody can do the first and the second. Now, the thing that's nice about it is their ideas. You get to decide what your yamas and your niyamas are. You get to decide what your codes and your life observances are going to be because this is all about you. So for me, my codes are very simple. No harm, truth, no stealing, loving communication, compassion, endurance, humility, cleanliness, forgiveness, building unity, and eating a moderate organic diet. So I have 11 that I live by. Those are my codes. Those are what I have said. I am going to take an oath to not violate under any circumstance. Someone could have a gun to my head. I will not violate my oath for that. That means that that's where I'm going to leave this planet. That's how it works. That's how serious codes are. There will not be a situation where I betray who I am, what I believe in, and the pledge oath I have made before God. You understand, healers? That's how serious these are. And again, is it so that you can have more work and negativity in your life? No, it's so you can clear the negativity and you can protect the joy that God has ordained for all of us within your life. That's the beauty of yamas and niyamas. That's the beauty. Call them codes and observances if you want. Who cares what you call them? Just make sure you can recite them. Did you notice something? I could recite them on command. 
I don't need to look at a piece of paper, but if you do write them down and keep it in your wallet and you come into a moment of truth, pull that out and read it. This is knowing what you're about and making a choice and saying, I am going to live my life by a code, not by a convenience. It's a fundamental decision that all healers make. This is why healers have an affinity for our men and women in the service, in the armed services. We get you. We love you. We understand you. We fight in a different way, but we fight nonetheless. We just happen to use love as our bullet usually. It's just a little bit different but it still comes from a code. Now, my life observances, very simple. Austerity means strict discipline. Austerity, appreciation, modesty, charity, sacrifice, discernment, japa, celebration of you, Father. Listening to my heart's first thought, being kind every day, and trusting and believing in the perfection of the Tao and in the perfection of your plan for us all. These are my life observances, my niyamas. This is what I teach all my students. We teach you this in uh, holistic nutrition. Yeah, this is thoughts are nutrition. <laughs> Codes are nutrition. We, this is what we teach all of our students at the Energetic Health Institute in our 103 HNC 103 course. And we don't teach them that, hey, you have to adopt these specific codes, these specific life observances. No, we just say you need to adopt some for yourself. You decide what those are. That's the beauty of the whole thing. It's not a robot system. It's a, what are you about? Just be about something. Be for the love of God. And I mean it, be about something, something good, something positive, something that brings love, logic, and light in this world. Heaven forbid your living by a code would bring joy, right? Because that's what it does. So when we look at these situations, you know, you get into these ideas, well, why do we do all of this? Why do I wake up and pray? I wake up and pray every morning. Why? Because I want my first thing, my first interaction to be with God. That's why I wake up and pray. It's very important to me that my first interaction is with God every day. Because it's rough out there, and I need the big fella with me, and I need to be with the big fella, right? And then it's meditation. Why? Because I want to make sure my head and my heart are aligned, and that I have recited what I am about to myself as a reminder. Now, do I fall down and fail? Sometimes, of course. Of course. But those times are few and far between. And because of that, the greater thing that I'm able to cultivate in my life is higher vibration, higher frequency, and attract people who feel the same. That's why the Energetic Health Institute, now 10, working on 11 years coming up, has grown so much because we all believe the same and like attracts like. We always say for magnetism, opposites attract, right? That's not true for energetics. For energetics, like attracts like. You are the company you keep. Have you heard that one before, everybody? Right? 
Well, my company is a bunch of healers. So you're damn right I'm the company I keep. And I'm proud of that. It's a really, really cool, cool thing. It's a cool thing to be. Yes, I'm a professional at it too. And I do so unapologetically. Do you get it? Do you get what we're getting at here? This lives in you too. All you have to do is make that decision to live by it. That's the joy of it. To say, you know what? The world wants me to live by convenience. The world wants me to just path of least resistance, go along with whatever tyranny, go along with whatever lie, go along with anything. And even, and especially when they incentivize it, that's when you really know who you are. If you ever want to find out who you really are, put a million dollars on the table. Hey, Doc, I would love to put a million dollars on the table. You would too. What I'm saying to you is this, you find out who people really are in very few situations. When you are making love with someone, you find out who that other person is and who you are. When you're fighting someone, you find out who you are and who that other person is. It's undeniable in those situations. It's probably the realest moments you'll ever have in human experience. You want to find out what someone's about, though? Put a million dollars on the table with a bunch of people around it and figure out what's going to happen to that million dollars. I promise you, you'll find out who those people are. Money only makes you more of what you already are. That's why I love being around folks who live by codes and actually have access to some serious coin because you know what they're going to do is make sure that coin goes for good. All it is is more of what we already are. Folks, we're going to take a short break and we're going to have our last segment with all of our wonderful students talking now that we've laid out some ideas here because I want to hear what they're thinking about this. And I want you to hear what they're thinking about it because I'm probably going to venture a guess that you're having very similar thoughts to what they are. And what we're going to encourage you to do today as we lead into our wonderful summer break coming up that I know we can all use. What we're going to encourage you to do today is use your break time to be contemplative. Use your break time to start constructing a better version of who you are, where you do something very sacred. You take an oath. Well, what does an oath mean? An oath means a swearing or solemn appeal before God in witness of truth or as a promise. How cool is that, right? There are some things when you give your word to, you can't break. And I think that's all things. When you give your word to something, you cannot break. But I'll tell you, that's especially true when you give your word to God. There are things you cannot break. And a word to God cannot be broken. And that's what an oath really is. Giving your word to God that this is the way I'm going to live. And something amazing happens when you do that. God has your back. That promise you give comes back to you on a magnitude that you cannot imagine. And why it's so important for us to teach people the joy of living by codes over conveniences. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. America out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. 
AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. All right, healers, welcome back. Uh, finishing up last segment in here. I hope you're having a good time on this discussion we're having with all of my amazing healers at the Energetic Health Institute. Um, I hope you're having a good time talking about codes and convenience, right? And just something that we all have to square. There's no judgment here, right? And like I've been very clear on, I've I've made decisions in my life based upon convenience over codes, and it's always been to my own demise every single time. We're just offering an idea that maybe when you're ready, and hopefully you're ready now, that you take that next step and saying, you know what, I am going to make some promises before God. I am going to say that I'm going to live by these yamas, these niyamas, these codes, these life observances, and I'm going to give it a roll for a little bit and see, because that's what I did. I gave it a roll. I said, all right, God, you know, I'm too stupid to figure this out. Thanks for showing me the instructions. Let me just try to see if it's going to work. And I can tell you a little true story. It actually worked the first day. The first day I made that promise, this is how good God is. First day I made this promise, I went to a movie theater. And uh, just like Alethea was saying uh, earlier, I went to a movie theater and usually I would go to a movie theater and I would use my student ID, even though I was no longer a student at that point, and just try to save $2, right? And I went there and I said, you know what? Not today. Not today. I'm going to go and just pay the full price and go to the movies. Went to the movies, came home later that night, and a friend of mine uh, called me up and said, Hey, would you like to uh, speak at, and totally out of the blue, would you like to speak at this event? We got, we're going to pay you 400 bucks. Come and talk at this event, which to me at that point was a lot of money because I was struggling hard. And I was like, Absolutely. Thank you. And I knew when that call came in, that was God going, you did the right decision. Now let me reward that right decision. Let me encourage you to do it again and again and again. All right. So uh, with all that being said, uh, I want to go back to our wonderful students here and start uh, getting some of their thoughts on this and and seeing what they think. Sean, what do you think, brother? Yeah. Hi, Dr. Ely. Thanks. Um, I just wanted to share a mantra that I came up with probably over a decade ago. And it's kind of fitting for the times we're in now, for sure, <laughs> even more so. But it's, um, I'd rather be burdened by the truth than blinded by ignorance. And I've always lived my life like that since probably about 15 years ago. I was always questioned as to why I'd want to know this stuff or why would I want to believe this? And uh, I just feel that, that that's just the way I need to live my life and how I feel fulfilled and going against the grain when I need to. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's my little, uh, my little input toward this topic. You know, I, I love that because it's, it's definitely talking about code over convenience, 
right? It's definitely, definitely talking about that. Uh, let's go to Talia. Talia, how about you? What are you thinking? Hey, everyone and Dr. H. Um, I'm so excited to have this conversation. Uh, code over convenience. When you said that, Dr. H, I was reminded of when I was in a maternity shelter and COVID um, rules were really intense. And um, one of my friends, she took her son to the doctor and she was like, oh, yeah, the doctor gave my son the COVID vaccine. And I was like, why did you let him do that? And she said, oh, you know, it was easier. It was more convenient. Oh, little baby, little baby. I want mommy. Say hi. So it was more convenient for her to take the vaccine, for her son to get the vaccine, than it was to fight. Absolutely, right? Yeah, so I fought. I I wrote letters and I um, joined a Christian church and I got baptized. And when I got baptized, I feel like something changed in when, in me when I took that oath to be true to my higher self, to be true to, you know, God or whatever you want to call that higher power that is a guiding force in our lives. So um, just wanted to share that. Thank you so much. That's wonderful, right? And that's what a baptism is, right? That's an oath. I am taking an oath. That is beautiful, beautiful. And how little baby. Yes, everybody. We And we love having all the babies on. <laughs> we have a whole bunch of them actually on the screen floating around in here. Deb, how about you? Hi, Dr. H. This is a great, great conversation. Um, one code I do think I live by is uh, when I have a problem with someone else, when I'm annoyed by something someone else is doing, I try, I think about, am I projecting? Is this something actually inside myself that I don't like about me? And I'm, I'm preferring to see it in someone else. Um, that's, that's been one that I've been working hard with. Um, but I have to say this conversation has been really humbling because I don't have a good I don't have a good list of codes that I live by. Um, I, my, my focus was really outward. I did a lot of activism, like globally focused anti-war and that kind of thing. And um, about five years ago, I narrowed my focus back down to the local and building community, building food systems, and now doing this nutrition program. And so I haven't really adjusted and figured out really what is my list. So, so I'm really grateful to be in this program. I know that when I'm done with the cleanse I'm on right now, I'll be going back to, to uh, the class in which we do our vision board and that mm-hmm. I'll be writing my codes in there. So um, it'll be great. I'm really grateful that, that you're motivating us to do this work in here. I need hey. to do it. Thanks. Amen. And for everybody listening, this is, this is great. It's a great one right here. Cause What's De- what Deb is saying is like, hey, I realize I have an opportunity for improvement, right? It, we can look at it negatively. We can look at it and be like, oh, I don't look at me. I'm such a POS person. I didn't have any codes. No, 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 no. Heavens no. It's an opportunity. It's not an opportunity for you to beat yourself up. It's an opportunity for you to become a better person. So what if yesterday you didn't have any codes? Today you can. 
and you can pick what they want. And so what if they evolve a little bit? Mine have. I've added some in. There's a core that always are there, you know, no harm, do no harm, right? But so what? Don't put that kind of pressure and that stigma on yourself. Just go ahead and say, okay, from this day forward, from this day forward, this is what I'm doing, right? Just like Talia was saying, getting baptized, from this day forward, this is what I'm doing, right? And that's the beauty that we have, the opportunity we have in front of us all the time. And I will say this to you, healers. If you can't recite your code, you don't have one yet. And that's okay. Build one. And like we said earlier, if you can't remember them, write them down. Put them in your wallet. I did that for a while, right? I had them and I was like, hold on. I feel a moment of truth coming up and me about to do something stupid. Hold on. <laughs> Just give me a second. Does it violate that one or that one or that one? Yeah, no, no. Oh, yep, yep, yep. That violates that one. Can't do that, right? And now what have we done? Crisis averted, right? Lowering of the frequency averted. Joy maintained. You get it? It's not work. It's not an effort when it's a part of you. And it's there to protect joy. Uh, we have a couple more folks want to give the mic to, um, and then Liana and Carrie, we're going to come right back to you. All right. But uh, let's go. Uh, let's go Cam. And then let's go over to Nikki. Thanks, Dr. H. Um, one thing about codes, society can make it really hard for you to adopt and follow your code. And we have to remember to give others and ourselves grace. And so maybe one practical uh helpful practice one could make around this uh, would be to find others like-minded folks, accountability partners to help reinforce those codes and, and share learnings and celebrate uh, when you do make good choices. 100%. And I'm going to tell you who I really want that accountability partner to be as well. You. And more specifically, your relationship with God. Cameron, stay on real close with me. Do you know when you've done something wrong? Absolutely. We all know this. From the time we're little ones, we know, because you can see a little kid with the hand in the cookie jar looking back like, oh, is anybody going to know I'm not supposed to do this? Anybody go catch me, right? So we, we know. So what that means is we have to trust that inner knowing as well. We have to trust that, yes, when I'm doing, when I've done something wrong, I know. And then what do we have for that? We have something else. Ho'oponopono. Make things good, good. How do you do it? Just apologize. Apologize, be accountable, acknowledge it, ask for forgiveness, move on. Nothing is gained by a perpetual beating of yourself a perpetual mental whipping, nothing is gained. Take the lesson, move forward. The next time that comes up again, make the better decision. It's actually pretty simple. Cam, great, great observations right there. Nikki, how about you? Thanks, Dr. H. Um, the big one for me lately has been non-stealing, and that is one of the yamas and niyamas. And I just take that to a much more uh, complex level than non-theft. 
Mm-hmm. And I look at that in uh, not stealing from the environment, not stealing from my future, not stealing from those who don't understand. Uh, so many different ways to look at that. And it's something that I feel really does apply to everything in every situation. And it is almost never convenient. <laughs> It's almost never, but I, I love how you, I love how you broadened it. It's like, look, theft is more than money. Yeah. Right? That's the least of really what theft can be. Right. Yeah. Mm, it's a really beautiful way of looking at it. How's the running going? Uh, I did the race. It was great. I hit my markers. So. Yay. All right. Nikki's one of our long distance runners. How many, how, how far did you run? It was 25 K. So it's about 15 miles. About 15 miles crushing it. Way to go, healer. Thank you. <laughs> Love hearing that. All right. We got time for maybe one or two more. Let's go, uh, Liana, and then Carrie. Keep it tight for me, and then I want to shut things down. Okay, go for it, Liana. Okay, so I just wanted to give the three codes that I that I live by each and every day, and it took a long time to get here, and it took a long time to be consistent. I don't beat myself up when I'm not. Um, But the first one is to surrender my will and my life to the care of God each and every day. Um, And I usually do that through prayer and meditation. And then whatever happens during the day, I have to remember that God is guiding my life. Nothing is happening by accident. Right. And that he has a divine plan for me. The second is I love all people unconditionally um, because that's the way God loves me. And, and no matter, you know, we can, we can agree to disagree. Um, but I, you know, that, that is something that is very important to me. And the third is do not take people, people's actions personally, because they're just being who they are. You, you're not doing it to me. You're just being who you are. Well, that's it. <laughs> Amen. Those are three good ones. But now this is what's nice. Listen to what she's saying. She can recite those, right? Why? because she put in the work to make them a part of who she was rather than just an external idea that sounded good, right? Codes are not by convenience. You don't live your life by convenience. You live your life by these are the rules and I do not deviate from these rules. Carrie, last one for us today. I would say that um, I really had to think about what my my code is and I it's really more of like a moral compass and mm-hmm. I've had many instances where I had to rise to the occasion because I was put in the position to make the decision and my inner light is what shines through. And that's what helped me to guide me, whether it's rescuing an animal, a child's loss. I mean, there's things that we're going to encounter that will, you'll know right away that that's the right thing to do. And then you do it. And, and so if you don't know what your codes are, you're going to be challenged and you'll know that those are the right things. And, And I just call it my moral compass. Amen. Amen. Healers, thank you so much for all of these wonderful gifts you've shared with everybody, with me today. I always love talking to you because I get to learn something too, right? And this is is the cool part. I'd said earlier in in the second segment, I'd mentioned the word japa, right? Japa means repetition of healthy habits every day. That's what it means, that this is not intended to be a one-off that what we do is a way of life. So when I get into some moments, and I really encourage people to check out a great book by um, Neil Donald Walsh called Conversations with God. There's a great question in there that I got. It's one that has stuck with me. These I must have read that book almost 30 years ago. Um, what would love do now? 
whenever I get into those moments, even when I'm being petulant, you know, and a little pissed off, little spoiled brat kid, you know, and I don't want to be nice or somebody was being a jerk to me, you know, and all the stuff and all the internal dialogue at my best, I ask myself that question, what would love do now? And then I listen for the first thought. The first thought is the voice of God coming into you. It is the directive. It is the direction. It is the right action. What would love do now? It's that second thought where we start to rationalize. No, but that won't. That's all us. That's all the garbage that we, we bring to the table. Right? That first thought, though, is the most important. You keep hold of that one. That's why we pray in the morning when I, and I advocate for it, whatever your faith is. That's why I advocate for meditation and breathing in the morning before you get pinballing around so you get your head and your heart right. It's why I practice what I preach. It's why I teach people how to breathe and teach people that nutrition and healing is so much more than what you can purchase in a capsule. In fact, the vast majority of what healing is, is free. It's just about you deciding that you want to live a certain way. You want to be at a certain frequency. You want to exist in a certain state of mind, a certain state of well-being, whatever you want to call it. I would say a certain state of joy. That what I've been shown is that when I live by codes over convenience, I am living in joy and I am pursuing bliss. And that why don't we teach our children that's the way rather than survival mode and get over and make fun of and put down and indulge your insecurities, right? Why don't we teach them codes so they don't have to have any insecurities? There's no reason to be insecure when you have that deep relationship with God. There's no reason for it. There's no even thought of it. Whenever I see people who are insecure, it always brings me back to that same thing. Okay, you lack faith. And that's okay. We've all been there, right? But let's do something about it. And what can you do about it? Take the oath to live by the codes you choose to live by and do everything in your power to never deviate from them because they are guiding you to the joy that was promised you before you were born. Folks, I love talking about stuff like this. We're going to do this again. I had a lot of fun. I didn't know if this was going to work out, but I think it worked out great. So we're going to do this again. I'm going to bring my students back on every now and then to talk with you and share their ideas. We're all just real people. Remember, as friends of God, we have four divine challenges each day to take no offense, to speak truth, to be selfless and remain humble. And remember, healers, we are beings of light and the greatest energy always prevails. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely, founder of the Energetic Health Institute. Make sure to tune in every Saturday and Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific for more Energetic Health Radio. And until we meet again, I say to you, aloha and adios.